Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No one is, 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 is more locked in. From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkin and Andrew Filipponi. All right, Vikings and Chiefs, do style points matter for KC? They win, they cover, but they had a Kelsey ankle injury in there. There was, there was drama late in the game. Your thoughts on what Kansas City was able to do in Minnesota today? So, this is weird because they still didn't get Nick Bolton back. They kind of thought that they were going to, and he's their best linebacker and kind of the captain of a defense that has been very, very good. McDuffie, Sneed, obviously Chris Jones. You get Nick Bolton back. I mean, it's got the makings of being the best defense of the Andy Reid Mahomes era. I think it's pretty comfortably going towards that, assuming they stay relatively healthy uh, the rest of the way. And the offensive line is spectacular. But if you just looked at the box score of this game, it's 11 targets for Travis Kelsey, and he catches 10 of them for only 67 yards. His explosiveness has not been there this year. He gets open. He catches the ball. But he suffers another little injury, comes back, Herculean effort. But then after that, two catches for Watson, four for Rice, two for Ross, five for Tony, two for Gray, uh, Gray two for McKinnon, one for MVS, one, uh, two for Sky Moore, one for Pacheco. Who is the second best player in the passing game for the Chiefs? We're five games into the season, and there is no good answer for it. And Kelsey is amazing, 
and their chemistry is the best of any two players in the NFL, maybe in the last decade. May, I mean, you probably put them on the Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers tier in terms of best quarterback playmaker chemistry that we've seen. But like, if the explosiveness isn't there for him and no one else is emerging, they're the best team in the league or in the AFC. I still think the Niners are the best team in the league, but the Chiefs are the best team in the AFC. They deserve to be the favorites, and all of those things are true. But I am worried that nothing is emerging there offensively a third of the way into the season. Yeah, I, I think if I'm a Chiefs fan and I give this team the benefit of the doubt because I've watched them win two Super Bowls in the last four years. I get it. I, I feel good because I don't think Mahomes has looked like vintage Mahomes yet. These wide receivers have sucked. Their offensive line has been shaky at times and they're in first place and there's not maybe Miami. There's not another AFC team right now that like has me shaking in my boots. You know, it's not like what we see in the NFC with the San Francisco. There's not a team that makes me think, oh man, like the way that we've played through the first, you know, quarter of the season is going to come back to bite us. Like, they're winning games. They don't look like the 2022 Chiefs. And you just, I mean, I, I would just think at some point it's going to click and the the switch is going to get flipped and they're going to be that team again. That's what I... If you had the, to bet on it, yeah, who is the, who's going to be the, uh, the, the second best playmaker? Or do you think it could be they play th- four playoff games and it's four different guys in all four games? Or, or is someone going to emerge? Receivers? Yeah, like in, like in the passing game. No, I don't think they have. I don't think after. I don't think they have a receiver after Kelsey. Tony has. Tony in the preseason looked like he was going to be the guy. He sucks. You know the Detroit game. MVS is invisible. Watson makes plays downfield, but that's about it. You know Tony Romo is going on and on about Justin Ross today. The guy was undrafted out of Clemson. You know, social media loves the guy. He makes a couple of catches. Rice catches touchdowns in primetime games. No, I mean, there's Sky Moore's been a bust to me. I thought he was going to be much better than what he's been. Like, for me, they're they're a candidate to trade for somebody's wide receiver. I well, I, that's that's kind of where I was going. Like, I don't know. I mean, I, I maybe it wouldn't happen in division, but like, if Denver wants to really bottom out, Jerry Judy. You know, like it just it it feels to me like the if it's the best defense and the best offensive line and the last year of Kelsey being great, it feels like next year's second round pick for a wide for a good wide receiver on a bad team is a trade worth making if you're Kansas City. So yeah, I mean we're we're three we're what three games away four games away. Until the deadline, I just – I'm sure they'll give it another couple of weeks. They don't need to be desperate. Their team's awesome. And like you said, there's no juggernaut in the AFC. But the style points thing would matter a little bit to me uh, in, in the passing game. I'm just surprised nothing's happened from there. All right, your game, Steelers-Ravens. How badly did Kenny Pickett need that game? You know, he made a huge throw at the end to seal it which he's he's able to now take into the bye week with him so clear his mind with that the fact that they're in first place they're 2 and 0 against the AFC North teams you know all of that is good but 
you know, I, I look at this as way more a Ravens loss than a Steelers win. Uh, this is the type of game where if I'm, if you're looking back on the Ravens, John Harbaugh, Lamar Jackson, just humongous gaffes from both of these guys, from both of those guys in this game. Uh, Harbaugh sends the offense out there fourth and short at the end of the first half has a chance to make it a double digit lead. Linderbaum snaps the ball because he thinks he's got the Steelers offside. He doesn't. It's an incomplete pass. They don't get points there. I mean, two possession game against the Steelers is going to be a win with how anemic their offense is. Fumble on a, on a punt return, short field. You're guaranteed three points with Tucker. One of the worst throws of Lamar Jackson's career to Odell Beckham Jr. in the end zone for an interception. It's an easy uh, pitch and catch for Joey Porter Jr. Should have been the game right there. They kick a field goal, the game's over. That's it. They're coming out of here with a win, and they're 3-0 on the road against AFC North teams. So for the Steelers, like they, you know, they have a pulse. They're tied for first place with 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 the tiebreaker on Baltimore. But I think the much bigger story is that the Ravens really could have come out of this as the clear favorite to win the AFC North. And just like they did against the Colts a couple of, a couple of weeks ago, they had ample opportunity to put this game away and they didn't with drops by wide receivers in self-inflicted wounds. Would it surprise you if I told you that the odds as of this taping for the AFC North has the Ravens still as the clear, far and away odds-on favorite to win the division? No, but the worst thing that happened to them today, and we'll get to them later, is that there was a team in, in Phoenix today that showed some life with their quarterback and number one wide receiver. So if you're telling me that they're still the clear favorite, if Cincinnati's third and not second on that list, then there's, there's where the value is in that division right now. Pony. Okay, so this is going to shock you then. Baltimore is plus 110. Cleveland is plus 270. Pittsburgh is plus 460. Cincy is 5-1. to one. Well, then there's the bet right there. I mean, that's an easy one to me. After this weekend, I mean, how would you, having watched the Steelers through five games, they went eight quarters without an offensive touchdown. That's two full games. They oh, I don't think it should be Pittsburgh. I, I I agree with you that Baltimore gave the game away and they were, uh, you know, a few minutes away from having road wins over every team in the division and it would be a stranglehold. The whole thing would be over. Um, See, I don't think they're there that they're that impressive, but I don't know that I saw enough from Cincinnati today to run to the window to see, bet but on those. This is the different. See, this is why I, I probably why I'm by I'm jaded here, and I answered the Chiefs' question the way that I did. The Chiefs have not played great, and they found a way to win some of these games on the road. The Ravens have have lost games to the Colts and the Steelers that they have absolutely no business losing. And in the grand scheme of things, that's either going to cost them a home playoff game. Or it's going to cost them a playoff spot altogether. Like, I have a lot of respect for John Harbaugh. He's one of my favorite coaches in the NFL. But I know what their record says they are. To me, they've underachieved through the first yeah. 
Would you agree with that? I mean, yeah, I would. I mean, I, I, quarterbacks. I think we, we've been talking about the whole, like, is the offensive system going to click? Like, are they going to, like, I, my theory on them the whole time has been they're going to get better as the year goes on as they do this, like, drastic transformation ar- around Lamar and the system and working in all of the new pass catchers. So I do still uh, leave open the possibility that that's what this is going to be. And everyone else has not been as advertised. I mean, Pittsburgh was the preseason darling. The Bengals were one of the Super Bowl favorites. You know, the, the division as a whole has been very disappointing. I, I know we'll talk about Cincy a little bit later. Uh, so they could get to 3-3 three and three next week with a home game against Seattle. And then it's the bye, and hopefully they get healthy. Out of their bye, though, in San Francisco, home against Buffalo, home against Houston, in Baltimore. Yeah, they got a first-place schedule. It's tough. Yeah. It's really tough. Right. They're 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 in Jacksonville. They're in Kansas City. That since he's since he's got a very 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 tough schedule. If you want to bet them at five to one, uh, go ahead. All next right. game. Yeah. Next up, we've got Carolina and Detroit. Our adopted team, the Lions. Yes, sir. Would you be panicking about the Bryce Young trade if you were a Panthers fan? Yes. And it has very little to do with Bryce Young. Because, really? okay, I'm not saying it has nothing to do with Bryce Young. But we talked about this when it happened. A guy like DJ Moore is Bryce Young's best friend. Any rookie quarterback's best friend. Now he doesn't have DJ Moore. And he doesn't have the draft capital to build a team around Bryce Young that is the worst supporting cast of weaponry of any team in the NFL. They are 32 out of 32, even though Thielen has looked I told you that in August. I said, how are they going to win games with these weapons? No, I I, I know. But, like, in addition to – but they won seven games last year, and – in, and they upgraded at coach and they upgraded their entire coaching staff and in theory upgraded their quarterback. I mean, they're the odds on favorite to get the, to give away the number one pick. They could have trade. They could have ended up trading DJ Moore, Caleb Williams, Darnell, Wright, The guy that the, the bears drafted this year at right tackle and two more second round picks for Bryce young without having the draft capital support. Bryce Young. So it's just they're they're supposed to be bad, but they're supposed to be like six or seven win <clears> bad. They're not supposed to be this bad. So I think we're gonna get at some point it Frank Reich is obviously like the salt of the earth guy. He was one of these dudes that, you know, if not for coaching, he'd be he'd be a reverend or a pastor at some church somewhere. Sure. He's one of these guys, so he's not I don't think a guy that is into, you know, the Sean Payton, this was the worst coaching job in NFL history. Like he's not somebody that will do that. My prediction is by the time this season is over, somebody, an insider will, will report that Frank Reich really wanted CJ Stroud with that first pick that will get out there. Because well, everything that's be nice and good for Bryce Young. That's everything cool. well, hold on. Everything that everything that was said by Reich about quarterbacks 
before the trade got made suggested that he preferred that type of quarterback. And that's what the gambling odds reflected. Correct. Yeah. So I think the own my my personal opinion is that the owner made the pick is that Tepper got involved and picked the guy. And look, that doesn't let Frank Reich and McCown and Caldwell and all the people they have there off the hook for the way he's looked and played for the first few games compared to Stroud. But I don't think it's going to work. And I think it's going to come out. It's not going to take long to come out, but that's really not if left to their own devices what they wanted to do at quarterback. I mean, what a disaster if they end up also giving away the first overall pick. Uh, One thing about our Lions, and I'll let you claim our Lions, even though they were my Lions before they were our Lions, but I probably will just point that out a few more times. Jamison Williams comes back, gives them basically nothing. No Amon Ross St. Brown. No Jameer Gibbs. And they have 28 at halftime. Dude, the ceiling for this offense continues to be best in the league. 